Welcome to Great Points, financial insights for improving your relationship with money. I'm Matt Schroeder, Certified Financial Planner and Director of Financial Planning at Great Point Wealth Advisors, a fee-only registered investment advisory firm with offices in Boston and Danvers, Massachusetts. In today's episode, we're going to talk about the best time to renovate your house. And in light of the recent pandemic and people spending more time indoors and around the ones uh, they love... Uh, We're definitely getting this question a lot more from clients about the idea of increasing the space in the house or, you know, making changes or renovations uh, or, you know, the other option of maybe just relocating and buying a different place. So if you've listened to any of my podcasts, we're going to talk, we're going to start with a little bit of a visualization to help you kind of identify and put yourself in these people's shoes. Uh, And then we'll talk a little bit about you know, the options that clients have, some of the possible roadblocks or challenges they have to address or overcome to make uh, their plans work, and then help you kind of develop a, a criteria for, you know, making the decision that's best for you and for your loved ones. Okay, so let's start with a little bit of a visualization exercise. Uh, you're sitting down to dinner uh, with your significant other and your other two children, and you've got some big news to share. Uh, You want to let the family know that you are expecting a third child. And everyone immediately is so excited. They can't wait to have a newborn in the house and all the fun that comes with an an addition to the household. Um, But inside, there's that little bit of panic that's going off in your head and your significant other's head. And it's the fact that the house, as it is right now, is already a little bit crowded. You've got two children under the age of 10 that like to move around. Uh, due to the current circumstances, you have one or two home offices uh, working from the kitchen counter or any nook and cranny that you can find. And you start to stress about where is this extra person going to go and where are all the toys and cribs and all the other things that come along with it. And, uh, and all that starts to anxiety and fear starts to overshadow the excitement that you were feeling just a few minutes ago uh, about uh, announcing this big news. Now, you don't have to be expecting your third child to appreciate that uh, there may be a time in your life that space is going to be a little bit cramped, and at that point, you're going to have to make a decision about what to do with your living arrangements. And as we talk through these uh, podcasts, the, the one thing I want people to feel empowered about the decision-making process is that they feel like they're in control, and they're not going to regret their decisions. Because for some people, they may invest hundreds of thousands of dollars in their new home, in their existing home, and realize that a few years down the road, they want to sell the house and they're not going to recoup a lot of the money they invested. And they start to regret the decisions they made. Uh, or the flip side, they may move into a bigger house that um, you know may fit their needs, but really is kind of overextending themselves. And once again, they start to feel anxiety and regret about the decision uh, they made. Um, you know, there's no right answer about what to do. It's understanding what your current circumstances are, you know, making the best educated decisions for the years that are ahead, uh, and really feeling like you're in control of those decisions, understanding that you can't control the future. So when clients uh, come to us with this conundrum or this question, you know, we first spend some time to better understand what their overall situation is. And we start with, you know, where they're currently living. You know, is it the right neighborhood for them? Is it the right house? Is it a, a house they inherited from the family and they want to make sure is always part of their life? Um, is it near the schools they want to be part of? Uh, are there friends or family members nearby that they want to make sure they maintain? 
we also talk about their financial situation. So when we look at their income and their ability to pay the mortgage or rent, uh, are they living on one salary or are they relying on two salaries? Um, and are if they are relying on dual income, are they equal or is one salary significantly higher than the other? Uh, you know, we talk about their current mortgage or their current rent and how affordable is that number? Uh, and, you know, is it creating stress already or do they feel like there's still some money to save for other goals as well? Um, and we talk a little bit about, uh, you know, the family dynamic. Uh, did they share a bedroom growing up? Were they used to having a lot of space in a big backyard or were they, you know, more comfortable with tighter quarters and kind of, uh, you know, being on top of each other as a family goes? Uh, we talk about their work scenario. You know, if they're working from home right now due to the pandemic, is it likely to continue or are they expecting to return back to their office? And, you know, this is just a short term blip. So all of these factors, you know, help us get a better understanding about the decision making process that would go into whether or not someone should be considering a, a home remodel uh, or, you know, how best to accommodate the space for, you know, any type of growth of a family or expansion that may lie ahead. So in this situation we were talking about where you have a, a family that's expecting a, a, another child, um, you know, we start to talk to through the, the options that they have available to them. Um, so, you know, you could add, buy some bunk beds, and that might be the cheapest way to approach this, where you buy a few more beds and you put them in the existing rooms and everyone gets, gets, gets real comfortable with their siblings. Um, and until maybe they get to teenage years and you really have to worry about spaces and boundaries, you can kind of get by. Um, so yeah, there's always that option of just kind of squeezing into the existing space. Uh, the second is, you know, do you consider a renovation? And, you know, is there a way to add an additional bedroom through expanding the foundation or maybe going up a level that would allow you to free up more space, either for that home office and the additional nursery or, you know, to give everyone a little bit more breathing room, um, you know, you know, finishing a basement or an attic space, you know, whatever it may be. And then the other option is do you sell the home and look for something bigger? Uh, and is that the right fit uh, for what your needs are? You know, if the neighborhood isn't uh, the driving force, you might be willing to make a, a change and not have to deal with construction and, you know, the, the, the challenges that come along with remodeling a home. So as we lay out these different options, one of the first assessments or questions you need to ask yourself is, what can we afford? Now, from a financial planning perspective, uh, some you know, documents will say that your mortgage or your housing expenses should no, be no more than, say, 30% of your gross income. Uh, some may say a little bit higher, some may say a little bit lower. But if you uh, are a married couple with a dual income and you are collectively making $120,000 a year, uh, that 30% number would be roughly about $4,000 a month. So when you think about a mortgage payment or a mortgage in your home equity line of credit plus your real estate taxes of $4,000 a month, um, that can support a lot of different lifestyles. Um, and the reason why I say that number might be high is that you know, there are other, a lot of other expenses that go into a budget. So you know, committing $4,000 to just your house may make things a little bit tight for other savings goals or other things you like to enjoy. So uh, you don't want to use that as a steadfast rule for everybody, but you want to get a sense of what can we afford. So if you're currently paying $1,800 a month in your mortgage, 
it's likely you could afford to invest some money either in your current home or uh, possibly you know a, a new home. Um, but if you're currently near that 30% number, any type of larger renovation or new home purchase with more space might create a financial crunch, uh, and you might be wanting to consider you know using the existing space a little more creatively. So now, assuming you have some leeway to be able to afford a renovation. Uh, based on your cash flow analysis. The second thing you have to address is, okay, well, how do we get the money? So, you know, if you're choosing to upgrade to a new home, sometimes that's a little easier from a financial standpoint because buying a new home, you're applying for a new mortgage and you have the sale of your home to possibly free up some equity for the down payment. And banks uh, will lend based on the value of the new home. But if you're considering a renovation, you have to understand, well, if I'm going to spend $100,000 to improve my house and I only have, say, $40,000 in the bank, how am I going to make this a reality? So we work with clients to understand uh, the limits that they have within their current mortgage and possibly available equity in the home. Uh, We also talk about other vehicles for lending, whether it be uh, 401k loans or construction loans or, you know, in some situations there may be, uh, uh, you know, generous family members that may be willing to give interest-free loans or low-interest loans or, you know, possibly a, a gifting strategy. Um, so just how to have that dialogue and understand what that would mean to their short-term and their long-term financial position. You know, one of the things we're trying to help clients avoid is having this project be funded with high-interest uh credit cards or loans that aren't uh, you know backed by an asset. So if you're doing a lot of the renovations and materials for this project on a Home Depot credit card and you're paying 15 to 19% interest, you might find yourself paying for this project a lot longer than you really anticipated. And then finally we talk a lot about the unexpected or you know the things they're not thinking about. So if you're planning a home renovation, there may be some site work that has to be done. You know, maybe you have a septic limitation or you have zoning requirements you have to fall under. Uh, you may have some ledge or you know, significant drilling or blasting that has to be done to, to move the earth in order to make this project a reality. The other things we talk about are job security. So if you're relying on two incomes to pay your bills and there's a risk that one of you you know, could lose your job and that could create a lot of stress and anxiety having just invested in this large project. So we want to make sure we're, you know, we don't, like I said, we can't control the future, but you want to make an educated decision based on the security of, of everyone's work and ability to kind of find a new job if something were to change. Some of the other unexpecteds are if you're doing a, a project that's going to be adding square footage to your house, usually the city that you live in is going to reassess your taxes. So you might find that your real estate tax bills go up. Uh, and now you have a slightly bigger home that you're paying more to heat and there's more windows and fixings and furniture that has to be bought. So when you start doing the, the additions to any type of project, there's always there's some, some surprise overages. So if you've figured out your math to the penny to do the construction, you're going to have just enough. You're probably going to realize that you don't have enough. And some of those final touches, those final items are the things that end up on those credit cards that take a little bit longer to pay off. And then finally, uh, helping clients understand the social impacts of making a big change like this. So like I said, everyone's going to be a critic from family to friends. And this is really where a lot of times the, the self-doubt or regret or uh, you know con- 
lack of confidence can come into people's decision making because they go ahead with these projects and then all of the the second guessers and the doubters are telling them how they did it all wrong um, and it can really weigh on people's uh, you know confidence so you want to make sure that you're aware that these uh, people may not always share your opinions and your decision making and that's totally okay you want to make sure that you're confident in the decisions you're making for you and your your loved ones and one follow-up question we get a lot is after we go through all this analysis and help clients understand, you know, the pros and cons of their decision making is, uh, you know, Matt, do you think it would be better just to sell the house and start fresh with a new home? Um, and that is another discussion that can play into it. But, you know, just buying a new home doesn't necessarily alleviate the financial challenges. And usually if you're trying to expand from a three-bedroom to a four-bedroom, uh, you know, there's, there's usually a significant price difference in the value of those homes. So, you know, not only are you paying an extra hundred or two hundred thousand for the sticker price of that home, there's no uh, guarantees that that home might not need uh, renovations as well down the road. Um, and once again, you also have uh, increased real estate taxes, insurance costs of owning a bigger home. Uh, now you might have to deal with new neighbors or new school districts uh, that may you know complicate the decisions. You also have to deal with the cost of moving, and you know so you 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 have the the closing costs and legal issues, and then also the moving vans and you know the the cleaning and all the other things. So you know sometimes uh, you know the the moral of this discussion is that. The dollars and cents uh, to do a project and the dollars and cents to move aren't always just what you see on the sticker price. There's a lot of other things you want to factor in to consider um, you know, when making a financial decision around should we renovate and should we do it now or should we wait a year um, or should we just relocate uh, and what's going to be the best for us. So that endearing question I get a lot is, so what should we do? And as you've heard me say before, it depends. But one exercise I challenge clients to do is take money out of the equation and say, if, I, if money wasn't a factor, and you know, not saying we all won the lottery or all sitting on millions of dollars, but say money wasn't a factor and we could afford to renovate this house or we could afford to buy the other house, what would we do? And that's usually where clients can understand the social aspects of their, of their current living arrangement. So if they love their neighbors, they love the schools, they love the town, they just need a little bit more space, they're probably going to figure out a way to make that construction affordable and manageable. Uh, but if you also have a couple that's kind of yearning for something new, they'd like to maybe try a different neighborhood or they're not in love with the school districts or maybe they're a little bit too far away from family or <laughs> too close to family in some situations, um, you know, even though they could afford it and the, the, the renovation is the more manageable solution, they may choose to relocate and buy the next house because um, that's the, the right next adventure for their lives. So when it comes down to, you know, what's best for you to do, you know, it's like I said, it's understand what can you afford. You know, take some time to kind of review your budget and really see, you know, what would change if you did have an increased expense for the home, um, what might have to be sacrificed or what might go away. Um, and then kind of start doing your work on what, what would a project cost, you know, not just the, the lumber and the construction, but some of the other soft dollars that come around with those. And then finally, just have an open discussion between all the parties involved is what do we really want? You know, because like I said, if you can do those three steps, regardless of the decision you make three to five years down the road, I guess I would bet you're going to not regret the decisions that you made 
because they were made confidently and you know with a clear understanding of what was truly important to you. Now, I hope you can apply some of what you heard today to improve your relationship with money. And thanks again for listening. Until next time, I'm Great Points with Matt Schroeder. Great Points is hosted by Matt Schroeder. Great Point Wealth Advisors is a registered investment advisory firm regulated by the Securities and Exchange Commission in accordance and compliance with the securities laws and regulations. Great Point Wealth Advisors does not render or offer to render personalized investment or tax advice through Great Points. The information provided is for informational purposes only and does not constitute financial, tax, investment, or legal advice.